Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Marketing Insights, brought to you by Social Southern Creative, the one-stop shop for all of your real estate marketing needs. In today's fast-paced environment, standing out from the competition is more important than ever. As a leading marketing company specializing in the real estate industry, we understand the unique challenges that real estate professionals face in marketing their business and properties effectively. Join us as we explore the latest marketing trends, provide insights on effective strategies, and highlight success stories of our clients. So whether you're a real estate agent, broker, developer, or simply interested in the world of real estate marketing, we're excited for you to join us. Thank you for tuning in to Social Southern Creative. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, Nina. We're actually recording on a side camera and I was doing my best toddlers and tiara uh, impression and you caught me. Sorry. You caught me really off guard. I don't know why. I was just so like, we're starting now. Let's go. I know. I literally, I know if you're watching this, I literally was acting like I was on toddlers and tiara and she's just like, hey, Stephanie. I'm like, oh my gosh. But hey guys, how are y'all? Welcome to Real Estate Marketing Insights. (laughs) I feel like my introduction's way off, but um, actually I don't think we have time for a long introduction today. Maybe that chaotic it, uh, start was kind of good for our really, we want to do like a quick bingeable podcast. So like if you're just now getting in the car and you've got like just a few minutes to your next destination, listen up, but hold on. There is only a small segment of people that this podcast is for. If you are a new real estate agent, or if you have not been able to obtain too many listings, or you're just very uncomfortable with securing a listing appointment, uh, stay tuned. The rest of you, bye, Felicia. Or if you're just insecure about your listing presentation and you want to see if you're doing it right. Yes, but if you're like a seasoned pro listing, listing 25 houses a day, peace out. Um, no, we're just Meditate kidding. for the next 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're just kidding. You can stick around. But this is meant for new agents. We wrote it with the heart of new agents. And where this came from was I remember, so I sold real estate in the second biggest recession of all time. I think 2007, 2008 era. I feel like I'm talking so fast because we're trying to make this fast, but bingeable. But anyway, let us know if you like the speed of this talking. If not, you can slow it down. There's a feature on your... Yeah, there's a feature. So <laughs> I remember I go to my first listing appointment. I'm brand new. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, they're going to be able to tell I'm new. I was 22 or 23 at the time. And so I had already made the decision that I was going to ride the coattails of the success of my brokerage. I wasn't going to lie if they asked me, but I was going to try to do some major deflection when they asked asked me about my career, my business. I was going to speak into my brokerage. So I think that's important before we get started. Mm -hmm. And I do want to encourage you, if you're not at a brokerage that um, offers that success, you know, that might just be something you always consider. And then the second thing I want to say before we dive in is, I just forgot what I was going to say. The second thing I want to say before we dive in is just know that this um, podcast came from a place of just seeing so many agents online get on these uh, Facebook groups and go, I have my first listing appointment. It's like um, my friends or my sister's friend. And I'm so nervous. And I, and then people will comment in the group, well, call your broker or call your mentor. And the person will say, well, they're not available or they're not very helpful. And so I know that this is just a podcast and we can't be there to hold your hand, but we did want to offer some type of resource to those new agents who are just struggling. And I hope this framework will at least be a great starting point for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it'll be good even just to kind of calm your nerves and kind of get, even if you have a plan of what you want to do, this will kind of help you have that mental checklist too. Correct. So let's get started. Like I said, this is meant to be short and sweet. We already gave three minutes to an intro. What? Okay. So the first thing we're going to encourage you is when you get to the home, you go up, you knock on the door, Mr. and Mrs. Smith answer, and you're going to say, hi, this is, you know, 
Jill from such and such brokerage. I'm excited to be here. And you're going to say, I would like, if you don't mind, if we could start with the home tour. Mm -hmm. And the reason that being is it kind of breaks the ice a little bit. And same with the first date. If you want to go on a first date, it's so much less awkward if there's an activity that you're doing. So you can walk through the house or something else that you guys can look at and talk to and have eye contact with besides each other. So it kind of breaks some of the tension and I mean, that's what you're there for anyway. So. Right. And people feel very, very comfortable in their home. And so I think starting with the home tour, if you can, if you can naturally go into it and organically do it, that is the way. So there's two things I want you to do, though, when you're doing the home tour. One is I want you to be on the lookout for things that you might that might could be a problem in listing the home. And you're like, I'm brand new. I don't know what is a problem. Just all you can do is give a visual look around. So if you see a hole in the wall or you see when you're outside and you're looking at the home and you see some shingles missing, you're not asked to be a home inspector, just some visual things that catch your eye. You're going to want to note them. And then the second and one of the most important things is you're going to try to look for a point of commonality. So if you see a photo hanging on the wall and someone's wearing a Jets jersey or you see a crocheted blanket yeah i mean you're looking through their whole house you've got you can find something in common even if it's a wine glass and you like wine like just pick something you know yes a a book on their bookshelf or right so the whole time i want you to find one to two commonality points in doing this home tour and we're going to use that in a few moments so you don't have to bring it up then unless it naturally comes up so do the home tour be yourself look for problems and then look for commonality next thing is your This is the part you're not going to want to rush. This is going to be the part that will land you the listing. Right. And you're going to want to like it makes you seem thorough, too. So you don't want to seem like you're rushing through these questions either. But um, we have or we've collected a list of 35 different questions you can ask if you want to download those. We're obviously not going to read them to you right now. Um, They're on our blog, though, at Social Southern Creative. You can go to our blog and get it. But in the information gathering, you're going to want to ask them, like, after you do the home tour, like, hey, is there a spot we could sit down that's comfortable to you, whether that be, and let them choose. Ask them where it's comfortable. Some people like, yeah, yeah, some people like their dining table. They like the lighting in there. Some people want a couch and really want to be comfortable. Ask them to sit where that would be comfortable. And then you're going to take this part and you're not going to rush. But like Nina said, you're going to go through some questions. You are going to command the appointment. Not that you need to be like boss babe or boss man, but you definitely want to command the appointment by asking the appropriate questions. Yeah. And having your questions prepared, it kind of gives you like a sense of authority too, because I mean, if they thought they could sell them their house themselves, they would, they want you. Yeah. You are the professional. You need to like by showing up and being prepared, it shows them that you're qualified for the job. So I want you to ask open-ended questions to understand the homeowner's motivation and all the things in selling. Those 35 questions we give you talk a lot about their motivation. And then the next thing I want you to do is refer back to the commonality point because this is can be hard and challenging in some listing appointments. Not all listings are exciting, you know? So I just want you to take your time go through some questions, really get a deep understanding. You're not being too much. They want you to be thorough. This is the largest sell of their lives more than likely. But don't make it an interrogation either. Like make it more of a conversation. I mean, you're probably going to want to take notes, but maybe don't just be like notepad clipboard, like doing it. Maybe record them discreetly on your computer. Like just be present in the conversation, make eye contact, you know, be curious, curious. And just, they will feel that from you. So the next thing you're going to do after you've gathered your information and and after you have done your walkthrough is you're going to then present to them a comparative market analysis. So your CMA. Now here's where new agents start to go rogue. This is where it falls apart. 
This is why I want you to present this to them before you ever talk about price, because the numbers are the numbers and they're not going to lie. But I want you to be very thorough. I want you to go through days on market. I want you to go through average sell price versus days on market so they can see like higher prices, uh, homes that are overpriced sat longer. I want you to go through the pending. And then even if something doesn't check out as a direct comp, because maybe it's on two acres and your listings on a quarter acre, but if it is in their neighborhood, you bring that listing because they're inevitably going, going to ask about it. Even if you don't associate it with the, as being a direct comp, but because it's up in their neighborhood, they're going to want to know you have it come with it. And then also provide notes on the actual listing sheets if you need to. But I want you to show them hard numbers before you ever talk about price. Um, and just be as thorough as you can in our blog post, we go deeper into this, but for, for a bingeable podcast, we gonna move on. Um, and then the next thing we're gonna talk about is actually pricing the home. Right. So this can always be a little bit awkward because you don't want to like lowball them and insult them, but then you can't go too high because it's not going to sell and you're not able to do your job. So try and, you know, evaluate the home. Let the, like Steffi said, let the market determine the price. Yeah. I always say you don't determine the price as a realtor and they don't determine the price as a seller. The market determines the price. And so, yeah. And so, you know, you've brought all your research. So that give them a good calculation of what you suggest the price would be. But I always say like, once I show them that CMA, I always say, what do you think the price should be? And then that will tell me right then and there if they're real realistic, because I just showed you hard numbers. Like I just gave you everything you need to know to know what the hard numbers should be. And like I said, they shouldn't be determinate. The market should after I, but inevitably, I mean like inevitably someone is going to say, well, you know, this house was built with this kind of bricks and I did this kind of kitchen remodel and my house should be priced 35,000 higher than that lowest number. And some people are just going to do that because they just want to see if they can, you know, especially with all the talk and stuff about the the market right now, like people just want to see if they can get the most that they can. So sometimes it's, and it's inevitably going to happen. You're going to probably get a client that wants to list higher than you think is acceptable. But don't get defeated. No, we got a solution. Yeah. So how we advise approaching these situations, if they're adamant about the high, high price, we have what we call red line triggers. Um, So with that, we explain that there'll be certain triggers that when those things happen, that will cause a conversation about a price reduction. So real quick, I'll run through our triggers. Trigger one would be if you had 10 days with no showings. Trigger number two would be 14 days with no offer. Trigger three would be 30 days with no contract. And trigger four would be feedback from three or more agents that they think the listing is overpriced. And so those are just kind of rough numbers. If you're, you can maybe modify them based on your market, if that sounds outrageous based on your market, but just have some parameters of, Hey, this, that show that it's obviously not competitive, competitively priced. Yes. And so just let them know, like Nina said in the beginning that if the, one of these four red line triggers, you can give it any name you want. You can just call it triggers, yeah. conditions, clauses, whatever happens. You will hear from me. So just expect it. Um, and then that way you're still setting the tone. I don't think you should walk away from every overpriced listing. That's a, com- that's a definitely a, a podcast for a whole nother day that we can talk about. Yeah. But you're new. You're going to want the listing. And sometimes you can get great buyers leads from listings. So there's that. Yeah. And then the next one we're going to close out with is, well, there's two. The next one is a net sheet. So is this, this one's hard for newer agents to do. And I understand if you can't, it's not a deal breaker, I think, but if you can, a net sheet is just the sheet that you're going to provide them showing if they listed at the suggested CMA price 
and factored in with commission and title or a real estate attorney, depending on your state, this is what they would walk away with. Sometimes seeing that number actually helps you. Um, and then obviously you're not going to know their mortgage payoff and all that kind of stuff. So the net sheet is rough numbers and you let them know that this is an estimate. If you're not really good at calculating them, there are apps out there. So I always like to show the net sheet at the end if you could, but if you can't, like I said, it's not a huge deal breaker. And I do think those net sheets need, um, some help a lot of times from either your broker, title company, or a real estate attorney. And if you don't have that, then that can be challenging. Don't get caught up on that. That is not the end of your day. And then the last thing we want you to leave with is just to walk through the full selling process. You want to make sure that they leave the meeting with you feeling confident, especially if you have to tell them that their house is going to be listed for a lot lower than they want. You want to make them feel confident, at least about the process, even if they're scary, because it it's a big process selling your house. It's a big deal. So walk them through, explain all the different steps. Right. And we will provide a list of those for you as well on the blog post that we keep referencing. This whole podcast is first from that blog we wrote. And so we present the whole selling process. It may vary state by state, but just reiterate it one last time to them and then explain your marketing strategies, including online and offline, discuss showings, open houses, how the negotiation process works, address any questions and concerns they have, and then finish up with any final questions and if you get and it's not awkward now don't do this forced but if it's not awkward refer back one more time to the point of commonality that you expressed earlier try to leave on that light line like let's say it was the Jets jersey you've seen someone wear I'm not even Jets fan I don't know why I'm using them but you can say all right guys I'll talk to you soon and remember go Jets just the level of commonality if you can leave with it so yeah because odds are you're like even if they did interview other agents even if it just helps them remember you better right even if you have to be the second agent to list the first agent it flops it doesn't sell whatever still keep that level of professionalism and then they like you because Real estate's a trust game. It's not a selling game. If they trust you, they like you, you're going to get the shot. So mm-hmm. um, most of the time, not every time, but most of the time. So yes, refer to our blog at socialsoutherncreative.com. Click on the blog tab and we have all of this laid out much more in depth, plus the 35 uh, pertinent questions to ask at your next listing appointment. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope that you find this helpful. We hope that you have a bunch of successful listing appointments in the future. Yeah. And we're rooting for you. Yeah, we are. All right, y'all. Well, we kept it at 13 minutes, 36 seconds. So have a great day.